This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Well, it took a while, maybe longer than you thought, but nevertheless, the Joe Judge era is over. Gordon and I will talk about it next. At 1-800-919-3776. Yeah, that's the number to join this Tuesday edition of ESPN New York Tonight. Along with Jake the Snake and JP, we're here until midnight. Hey, hit us up on Twitter at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM. Mr. Damer, hello. Larry, we got so much to do tonight. I propose we just blow th- right through Freddie and Fitz, and we take it right up until uh, DPH run Rothenberg at 5. Okay, I'm, g- I'm down. All right. I'm good. Now you may have to make it. Yeah, a deal there might be with... some other people higher up that I have to convince. Uh, no, just JP and Snake. Oh, they, yeah, got... <laughs> they, they might not be. Like, no, 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 no. They're the most important people. Right. <laughs> so they're the higher ups. <laughs> know them, no, no, uh, no signal. Right. Be a little so, Gordon, troublesome. First of all, uh, I thought about you this morning. This morning. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I thought, thought yesterday. I got a couple of texts yesterday for some people reaching yes. out. Yes. Yes. Well, I, well, I I did that too. I did mm-hmm. that too. But yep. I, I was I was just <laughs> I'm thinking, how does Brian Flores not have a job, and Joe Judge have a job? Like I get that he was started out one and seven, but they they bounced back. They had injuries. They bounced back. How's he got a job? How, how's Zimmer out and Judge is in? Well, it took a little while, Gordon, but Judge, gone. Yeah. It, you know, it was one of those things the last couple of days where it really did seem like it was going back and forth. There were reports that he was staying. There were reports. That, and the reports that he was staying, it was like the players were like, well, we think he's staying. You know, like our impression is he was here. He was doing the job. And then finally today, I don't know what time it was. Was it 5 o'clock-ish, I yeah. guess, where the news finally came down mm-hmm. and – Look, you know, this was – in some ways it was almost bigger than Joe Judge. There's no way you can be about to go through what the Giants are about to go through, right? New GM, which we all knew, new coaching staff, bad team, an organization that just needs a complete rebuild, and decide that you're going to keep the coach. You know, unless the coach has really shown you that, you know what, people want to work with him. And, you know, Joe Judge has not shown any of that, never mind the fact that he could have probably kept his job here if he had done anything down the stretch. Anything that was not counterproductive between on the field, off the field. And every time you thought, okay, this is rock bottom, somehow they got worse. You know, Sunday, (laughs) running those plays against Washington (laughs) – it was almost like when George is trying to get fired from the Yankees so he can go get hired by the Mets on Seinfeld and like mm-hmm. he's like intentionally trying to get fired. It almost felt like Joe Judge was intentionally trying to get fired, and today he got fired. Well, several things. First, uh, we had on Sunday night Jordan run on. Yeah. And he discussed a couple of things. And we talked about the third and six. And he said, you know, I, I almost can defend Joe Judge because on the play before that, Fromm was in the end zone and bounced the pass <laughs> to the five or six yard line. So that might have given him an idea that the victory formation was the lesser of two evils. But nevertheless, Gordon, here's the bottom line. He talked himself out of this job. 
Absolutely. The 11 minute rant is the deal. They would, they could have excused everything. And listen, as bad as Glennon and Fromm have appeared, there was no way they were scoring points. So clearly it was the fact that the 11 minute rant is the thing that started them looking to say, you know what? He's coming unhinged and he's losing control. And this is not what we want our coach to, to handle pressure like this and handle the situation. So he talked himself out of this job, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, and the performance didn't help. Like, there was nothing no, that you could not. hang your hat on, right? Like, the performance was bad. His answers after games was bad. Uh, it, things were getting worse. You know, I, I was listening to Mike Tannenbaum. What was it, this morning that he was? Yeah, I think he was on D, DNR this morning. And he was saying, you know, the, the September Giants were better than the December Giants. And, yeah. you know, part of that obviously had to do with the quarterback. But just overall, I mean, they were getting blown out every single week. And in a league where teams don't get blown out every single week. You see what the Jaguars did on Sunday. You see oh. what Houston did on Sunday. Detroit, all these teams, they fought, they clawed. It did not seem like any of that was happening with the Giants. So uh, this, you know, the Giants, I think, were a little hesitant to do this because they felt somehow that this was embarrassing to fire another head coach after two years. To me, this is the least embarrassing day the Giants have had probably in the last two years. It would have been more embarrassing to have kept him. Oh, clearly. I mean, they were a laughing stock. Yeah. Yeah. Including by Aaron Rodgers today. <laughs> Everybody's getting their shots in right now. Everybody is, you know. And and I said this the other night, Gordon, and it's true and it's it's crazy. And Don said it today too cuz we we kind of we were with the Jets at the same time. The Giants used to be they used to look at the Jets and laugh at them how they were ran. You know, they would make jokes, you know, the clown car on the back page mm-hmm. with, with Mark Sanchez and and Rex Ryan and all the people trying to get out of the clown car. That was a clown organization. And they were, come on, Gordon, they were the team that got to the Super Bowl. They were the team that bounced back. They were the epitome of one of the original franchises in the Pinnacle National Football organization. League Absolutely. and how it was run, and, and, and rightfully so. But over the past decade, they have, and that's why they – and unfortunately, they and the Jets have the same record, and they have really slipped. And so, uh, you know, for them, hopefully now they will pick a new general manager, and it will be done, Gordon, the way it's supposed to be done. You bring in the general manager. The general manager then will bring in his coach. The coach will then bring in the staff. And then the general manager has a tough job because, they, yes, they have draft picks, but no, they got no money. <laughs> so they have to try to – you know, hopefully they can rebuild their offense and get some of the keep some of the guys they got last year, the Gallaudets, the Tonys, the Barclays, uh, Daniel Jones. Maybe they can find a way under this new administration to keep these guys healthy so that you can get on the, and start to build this franchise back to what it's supposed to be. Well, I'll say this, and uh, we'll see which way it goes. doesn't really seem like there's a front runner right now in terms of the GM. Certainly the coach is uh, completely wide open because it just happened today. At least this time, it feels like they're actually doing a search. Mm-hmm. Last time, it was clear to everyone who had eyes or ears that it was going to be Gettleman. It was going to be Gettleman. And, and look, they might have talked to some other people. That was Gettleman's job to lose. He got the job. And, you know, it almost has gotten passed over because we've been focusing so much on Judge. Judge, is he staying? Is he going? You know, the fact that the, the Dave Gettleman era is over, I mean, what a dis- – I mean, he belongs mm. with all the terrible GMs that we have seen here over the last 10, 20 years, the Phil Jacksons, the John Idzik's, the Mike McCankins. He was absolutely brutal. He left this organization in far worse shape than he found it. 
and he has really kind of stuck them in the hole. So whoever does come in here, I'm glad to see the Giants are doing an actual search this time. Let's hope they find somebody who can actually do the job. The bar for improvement is not very high, uh, <laughs> but boy, they got a lot of work to do after the Dave Gettleman era. They really do. Really do. Augustine Damer on ESPN New York tonight, 1-800-919-3776. Gordon, before we get to the phones, let's hear from Dan Olofsky. Now, he's been, shall we say, very outspoken about Joe Judge <laughs> on, on all our platforms. He's a very big bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> he does. And he's driving. Yeah. And here's what he had to say on Canty and Golick Jr. today after the announcement that Joe Judge was fired. Yeah, that's what happens when you stink at your job, you know, like you get fired. Um, that's the brutal reality of the NFL is when you're not good at that role, they find somebody else who is. I think that what happened over the last month for the New York Giants was embarrassing. Um, you both played football. Uh, I think in youth sports, one of the first things we all learn, and it carries over in team sports as you get older, is you never embarrass the name on the back of your jersey and you never embarrass the name on the front of your jersey. And what has happened is it's become embarrassing. And the way he's handled the press conferences and the way he's handled the play on the field is unacceptable. This is New York Giants. Like, this is the New York Giants. And um, I'll give credit for the Giants for making a difficult decision. Yeah, you give them credit, Gordon, and you just wonder what took them so long. Was it? that they maybe reached out to a couple of uh, – because you would have to think, knowing that um, Dave Gelderman was going to <clears throat> retire, that they had some people in the pipeline that they were thinking about talking with general managers for general managers. And you wonder if a number of them said, you know, I would really prefer not working with Joe Judge. I would rather want to have my own head coach when I come in and not be forced to work with somebody who's already there who really – Gordon would have one foot out the door as soon as he came in next season. Yeah, and, and think about it. You'd have to, you, you would have to build – well, you're going to have to do it anyway, but you'd have to build a new offensive coaching staff. And how – you know, what guy was going to say, you know where I'm going to go? I'm going to go to the Giants with Joe Judge who was skating on the thinnest of thin ice. And I, I just don't think you could have sold it to the fan base. There was literally nothing going in his favor. Nothing yeah. going in his favor. And, um, you know, sometimes in life when, you, when you're forced with a decision that you really don't want to make but you know it's the right decision, it takes you an extra day. It takes you an extra little while, and, and you have to kind of work through all the, you know, you go through those five stages of bargaining and depression and all these other things, and then it finally comes to acceptance. And today the Giants accepted their fate that there was no way they could go into next season with Joe Judge as the head coach. Can't do it. Yeah, he, there's nothing. There's no, and, and there's the quote from the statement that was made by the Giants. As John Mara said, we were looking for something at the end to make us happy, paraphrasing him, and there was nothing we could find. He's absolutely right. There was nothing. There was nothing you could say that's a positive. Nothing. No. And and it would really, if you're the Giants, you have to think at this point, you know what, we want this to stop. We, we cannot continue to do this over and over and over again. And if you would have kept Joe Judge, if you would have found some reason to hold on to Joe Judge just because of the two-year thing, the three coaches and all that type of stuff, there's a better possibility you would have just kept going in the same direction because maybe you don't get the, co the the GM that you wanted. Then the GM comes in, and then you realize next year you're going to have to fire the coach, and then you, you start the whole process over again. It's better to just cut ties now, make changes, 
and and figure out what your long-term plan is. And that has to be the focus. Long-term plan. The exactly. Giants are not a quick fix. No, they're not. 1-800-919-3776. Let's hear from you. Let's start with Nick in the Garden State. Nick, you're up first on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, guys. How are we doing? First time caller. Long-time listener, though. Um, uh, kind of a Giants, uh, big Giants fan, sorry. But I uh, go to a lot of games. I uh, was at the Falcons game, heard Merrick get booed at halftime. I'm sure he was thinking about that these past two days. Um, also uh, got roped into going to the uh, Bills-Pats game, the Monday night game that was crazy uh, windy, was crazy cold. Mm. Um, before the game, pregame, um, I'm standing on the sideline, and I find Kurt Warner and uh, Lewis Riddick standing right in front of me. And Lewis sees the Giants logo on my jacket, and he says, and he said, he looks at me and he goes, ooh, interesting. I go, come, come to the Giants. We need you. And he goes, ooh, I like that. I like that. And I said, Kurt, can you fix Daniel Jones? And he told me, ugh. <laughs> so, just hearing those two reactions. Not exactly rave reviews from the two guys. I can say that for sure. Oh. No, no, not at all. So, as a Giants fan, happy to see Gettleman gone, obviously. I uh, uh, was also at the Washington game this past Sunday. Ooh. Saw the third and nine QB oh, sneak in person. And you deserve a medal or from a the upper t-shirt end. or something. Oh, my. I, that was, I, that was, that was <laughs> rough for me to watch on my couch in my basement, never mind actually driving to the game, sitting out in the elements. Oof. I should have got a, I should have got a large I should have got a large free medium soda for going last Sunday. You should got a meal. <laughs> you deserved a meal. <laughs> when, when when they when they said there was no one there, there was nobody there, and the only time people cheered was when seventy nine reported eligible. That's how yeah. bad it was. It's bad. All right, Nick. Thanks for the phone call. And, you know what? What going? And I tell you, you know Riddick. <laughs> that's before Joe Judge was gone. He's like, I don't want to go there with Joe Judge there. <laughs> I'm not trying to go there with him. I but, just think it opens up more opportunities. If if you're a general manager, right, you want to come in with your own guys. Gordon, you don't course. want to have to bring in somebody. You don't have to inherit somebody like this. Now, if he's coming off, let's say the seasons were reversed, right? If last year was like this, but, you know, if this, if like this is this year, if last year where you saw them kind of improve, kind of do some things coming up near the end, even though they were under even though they were under 500, the whole division was under 500, you, you saw some signs that said, you know, maybe he could do some things in the second year. This totally flipped, and as Tannenbaum said from the beginning of the year, this, was, this giant team wasn't that bad in September, Gordon. It wasn't that bad. No. Um, look, if the Giants could have convinced themselves in any way they, they were doing gymnastics, trying. they were doing yoga, trying to bend and figure out a way to, to come up with some area of progress. There was none. Uh-uh. It got worse and worse. And look, part of that was obviously the backup quarterback, third-string quarterback. Ooh. You know what? Teams win games with backup quarterback. Jets, Jets won a game with backup quarterback. Lions won. And I'm not even saying they had to win. They were getting destroyed. They had no chance to win. And the last two weeks for sure, the the Bears game and the Washington game, they were not trying to win. They were just trying to manage the loss to make it as 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 painless as possible and make it look, you know, on paper um, as as less ugly as they possibly could. 
going, they were playing for the best draft choice they could get. Yeah. That's what well, they did the past two weeks. That's what they've done. There was a I, I can't imagine what the game plan could have been. And offensively, Gordon, this team, and here's, this is the sad thing about them. Offensively, they've been bad all year. This is not just uh, the yeah, past two weeks no. with the past with the bad quarterbacks. They've no. been bad offensively all year. They have not their red zone is ridiculously bad. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean there, there was no area that you could find that they showed progress. I mean, between the the last two minutes of the first half, I mean, giving up points every single week. The offense just being brutal the entire season. The offensive line, him firing coaches, not making it, not making it any better. Boy, did Jason Garrett get out at the right time? Oh or what? man! Oh my <laughs> lord! They did him um, a favor. Yeah, um, it was just it was. And and then you know, as you hit on, he he talked himself. You know, if he had been able to command the room, and you know, maybe, I don't know, truth tell or, or what, but just make it seem like that he was in control of the situation. He realized the situation, and, and he was he was the guy to get a fix. Nobody believed that. No. Nobody. They, Including like, him. Yeah. Like, I can't – you know how rare it is in sports talk radio to not find somebody arguing the other side? Yeah. It's, 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 it's impossible to find. A lot of the time, I'm that person. But there was nothing going in his favor, and there's no way the Giants – could sell this to the fan base, sell this to themselves, or, or sell this to a new GM that this is the guy that they really needed to stick with. Come on, please. No, couldn't do it. Sean's in Queens. Sean, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, guys? How y'all doing? Hey, Sean. Listen, I just I just want to put a different kind of spin on this thing here. Um, I've been watching the Giants, man, since 1979. And... What happened to the situations where the general managers or the owners are looking for football guys? It seems like they're trying to find the next CEO to an IBM company. Or, you know what I'm saying? Who's interviewing the best? Or who put the words together to wow these guys? What happened to the simple X's and O's? Bill Parcells was an X and O guy. Tom Coughlin was an X and O guy. Even though they were hard-nosed, tough coaches, they, they, they believed in the run, they believed in defense, they believed in different uh, scenarios, protocols on both sides of the ball. But what the heck is going on here? I don't want a CEO. I want a football guy. Judge Wiles, depressed. I knew this was going to fail. You know why I knew it was going to fail? First of all, he's a special teams guy. Not to say that special teams guys can't make it. We saw Harburg do his thing over there at the Ravens. But we saying to ourselves, okay, we know we need an offensive line. Can he, can he tell us what he's going to do fixing the offensive line before he steps on the that, that diagonal sideline? Can he tell us what he's going to do to what, as, as, as going further to shore up the defensive side of the ball? You spend like about a billion dollars on the defensive side of the ball, and they're not playing up to the par. You spend a billion well, dollars look, on Sean, the record. I'm not going to tell you that Joe Judge did a good job. He did not. But it wasn't exactly like the refrigerator was stocked with, with groceries to make the meal. I mean, nope. they have a terrible roster. And Dave Gettleman is far more responsible to me for the state of the Giants than even Joe Judge. Uh, he he did right, just so, a horrendously so, so, bad job. Okay. And no matter okay, who it so, was, they were not going to be, you know, the, the glory days of the Giants, no matter who was coaching them. 
Okay, so let me ask you a question. Was is is the Jets before Salah got there? Was there was their organization top to bottom full of talent? No, no. And, 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 and he no. got in, and he got in there. He got he's got a rocky start. He had a rocky they start. They had the same record he as the Giants. Day. Yeah. Right, but what I'm saying is he had a rocky start. Now, do they look more promising now than the Giants? Only, only, right only by small degree. I mean, the amount of optimism uh, on the Jets. Yeah. The Jets got their heads handed to them in the fourth quarter against the Bills. Their quarterback had, they what, 85 they, yards they, passing? They, mm-hmm. You know, the Jets are not some – let's slow down with the Jets are so much better than the Giants. They both stink. The Jets Jets play hard against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, goody, goody gumdrops. That's the bar now? Oh, they played hard. They played hard one game. They also got destroyed by 50 points other weeks. No, we're not saying that's the bar. What I'm saying is that the level of competitiveness that you put out on the field – it's atrocious with the Giants. It's not At that much better with the Jets, the Jets, Sean. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you with the with the Giants. It was so bad you had to get rid of the head coach. Let's not start using the Jets as some barometer of an organization that's pointed in the right direction. Let's just slow down on that. Thanks for the call, Sean. I think what he was trying to say, Gordon, is at least towards the end you saw that they were playing harder. <sighs> And you're not, you didn't see that with the Giants. No. So I they, think that's I mean, look, what he the, was trying yeah, to say. No, I, I get it. The Giants, no question, the Giants were the worst. At the end of the season, in that moment in time, the Giants were the worst team. I don't think that they really could have beaten anybody. <laughs> but that would be like saying, you know, well, look at the Jaguars. They played really hard that last week. Yeah, the Jaguars stink too. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, let's not, I just feel like everybody's kind of um, getting a little bit too optimistic on the Jets based on how bad the Giants were. And they were terrible. They were absolutely horrendous, and the coach had to go. But uh, I, I don't see um, where this level of optimism surrounding the Jets is coming from. Fire everybody. That's how you fix it. Break out the brooms, clean sweep, get rid of everybody that had something to do with the last two years of New York Giants football because yes. it was an embarrassment, Gojo. It's awful. You're talking about a franchise that's had five consecutive double-digit loss seasons. So, yeah, we knew that Dave Gettleman was on his way out of the door. I'm just confused as to why Joe Judge wasn't on his way out with him. And that still might up might end up being the case. They still might fire Joe Judge, depending on who they hire as their next general manager and who that individual wants to be his head coach. I just don't understand why they're trying to hold on to Joe Judge well, Chris, you got your wish. <laughs> everybody's gone because, you know, the whole coaching staff, all, everybody's going to be looking for jobs, coordinators, everybody. It's hard to see Damer on ESPN New York tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. And, Gordon, he's right. That's the way you do it. You fire everybody. You start fresh. And now the big here's, – here is for the Giants, more so than the head coach, this is their most important search that they've had in a decade, Gordon. They've got to hit a home run, a grand slam on this GM. They have yeah. to. So, you know, and unfortunately, because the coaches that are out there are going to eventually get snapped up, uh, not right now, but, uh, you know, time is of the essence, right? So you want to do a nice wide search, which it seems like they're doing. They're going to interview all these different people. And they got to nail it for a change. Um, given the the choices that they have made here recently, 
I, I don't know that I'm filled with that much confidence, but I, I will say, as I said in the open, this is the first time in two years. This is probably the proudest you can be of the Giants in the last two years, considering how the last two years have gone. This is not an embarrassing day for the Giants to finally get rid of Joe Judge and now move forward, looking at GMs, looking at coaches. At least if you're a Giant fan, you can have some hope that things are going to change. Yeah, you have some hope. And, you just, and now the question becomes, right, Gordon, who's making this decision? And will they do a better job than Gettleman? Will they do a better job than Judge? Will will they do a better job this time? What's going to be the criteria? What are they looking for? At least it looks like from the candidates that we've seen, at least, Gordon, there's no ties to the Giants organization, right? So that's a positive in itself, that they've got a list of people who can look at the Giants from the outside and from the outside look and see what's going on and say, you know what? Here's what we here's what the league says about your franchise right now. Boom, 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 boom. And then in, in that conversation and you know, all the, the conversation and the interview process to make sure that they get a guy that understands just just how tough this job is gonna be. This is not an overnight fix. This is a two, three year fix. And for him, whoever takes over, of course you're looking two, three, you're looking further than two, three years, obviously. But it starts with Okay, we have to get enough people around this year to put a decent team on the field because, Gordon, we've got to figure out if we have our quarterback or not. We don't even know. He's been here three years, four years. We don't even know if he's our guy yet. Yeah, the bad news is is that, like, whoever takes this job, I think that this upcoming year is almost going to be needed to kind of clear out the last of the deadwood. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the quarterback is clearly going to be back, and, and whether or not he could ever take the, the, I mean, the seismic jump forward that you're going to need to see before you commit to him to a long-term contract is kind of hard to believe. But it's almost like whoever comes in here, it's going to kind of take them a year to kind of figure things out. Now, I'm not saying that they're only going to win four games or three games next year. They might win some more games. They should have probably won more games this year. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's going to take a little while before things before you can say for sure, you know what, now the Giants are pointed in the right direction and, and we're not too far away from the Giants being back. Listen, a great step in the right direction for Daniel Jones is to give them a full season. Yeah, it might not. I mean, look, I mean, the, the greatest predictor of the future is the past, and he has not been able to stay healthy. Um, I mean, you take a look at the list of things that the, the, the incoming GM is going to have to do. they got to figure out about the quarterback. they got to basically find four new pieces along the offensive line. they got Saquon Barkley, who's playing on his fifth-year option. I'm sure he's going to be wanting to discuss some sort of long-term contract, even after the disastrous year that he had this year. You got all these cap problems. You got all these draft picks. So, and you got to find a head coach. <laughs> a lot to do. A lot to do. A lot to do. I mean, you know, they could have been talking to some GMs, man. Somebody should have been talking to some GMs all year. You knew that Gellerman wasn't coming that's, back. I, that, that's what I don't get. Like, I'd have to, th- you know, and, and look, there, there's owners out there. I, I root for one of the, the teams that, uh, that with a terrible owner that they just have no clue. They have no foresight. They have no. John Mara grew up in this business. Mm-hmm. How is this possible? He's seen what a good organization, how a good organization is run. Yeah. Like, how can't there have been, and maybe there have been, and you just got to have to go through the process, and maybe internally there is a front runner that we don't know right now, but it, it is kind of puzzling, right? Like, you knew. There's a very good chance last year you should have gotten rid of Gettleman. <laughs> yes, true. And you brought him back one more time. So, 
It's uh, it's a lot of work to do, and I, I'm generally I like to try. You know me, Larry. I bring people together. Absolutely. I like to look at the positive, especially in the new year. That's one of my New Year's resolutions to look on the bright side of things. <laughs> Usually, I would say, whoever you get as the GM is going to be better than the last guy. But the last time I said that, or maybe not the last time, but one of the times I said that, the Jets had just gotten rid of John Idzik. And I said, well, whoever they get next, he is clearly going to be get better. And, of course, they got uh, Mike McCagden. Yeah. Who, in theory, was supposed to be better, but he turned out to be <laughs> just as equally bad. as bad. He was just as bad. It's unbelievable. It's like the mantle and Maris of bad GMs back-to-back. Yeah. And it's hard wow. to re- – you know, you talk about bad quarterback play, and picking the wrong quarterback sets your franchise back. I'm oh, not picking the wrong GM. Bad GM. I mean, because now, look, whoever comes in here – they're going to have – it's almost like there's like a collapse, right? Like a, like a structure's collapse, and they got to dig all the pieces out first yeah. before they can start building the new thing. They got to get rid of all these bad contracts, all these missed draft picks. Ugh, it's, it's a whole yeah, – and, and they got to bring in a new coaching staff, so now it's mm-hmm. going to be a new – a whole new coaching system. Yeah. Uh, everything has got to be – everything has got to be done over now. And, and having a, G, a bad GM – you know, that's the thing. A bad GM usually gets a couple of years. Four years. I know. This yeah. guy was a disaster from jump. And yeah. they gave him four years, Larry. And and didn't and didn't relieve him early. <laughs> no. Let him and, let him bring his family to the game. And didn't fire him. No. He like, gave him a grand send off. Like he, he, was, t- he was taking he a victory fired. lap. He wasn't even fired. No. Mike's is a big a, apple. It's amazing. Hey, Michael, you're next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, how's it going, my friends? How's, how's it going tonight, man? Hey, Michael, how are you? Pretty good. Um, the 49ers beat the Cowboys in the 80 championship game, and the the, uh, the Cowboys are going to seek revenge because now we got Prescott and uh, Cooper, and I think we're going to run the uh, 49ers out of the building because we got a great defense, a lot of interceptions, Pollard and Ezekiel, two good running backs. And uh, also about the uh, 49ers, definitely uh, uh, the, the Buccaneers and the Eagles. Hey, Michael, Eagles Michael, before, Michael to be surprised. Hey, Michael, before you go to the next game, you're not running. You're not running the Niners out of the building with that offense. I've seen the past month. Well, they put a lot of they put 50 points on the board the last two games. Yeah, but not not against that type of talent that the 49ers have. Their defense uh, the is pretty good. The 49ers have that great defensively. I'll tell you that much. And. Uh, the quarterback throws when they throw quarterback throws a lot of interceptions. They lose, from what I heard. But also about the uh, <laughs> Michael. I hate uh, to bring it to you. Whatever team throws a lot of interceptions, they generally lose. <laughs> <laughs> also about Brady. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. What about Brady? Hello. Yeah. yeah what about ahead. Brady? Uh, about Brady. If, if, if he gets to the Super Bowl and he has to face the Bills, it's a good re- it's a good rivalry because when he was with the Patriots, he hated the Bills. So the Bills have a chance to go to the Super Bowl with their great defense, and if they could do it, uh, they'll pray, they might have to play Brady in the foot and the Super Bowl. How about that? What do you think? I'm good. I, I don't want to see Brady anywhere near <laughs> another Super Bowl. <laughs> Thanks for the call, so Michael. Si- I am so sick of that guy. <laughs> I am so sick. You know, my wife watches these uh, housewife shows, yes. Larry, mm-hmm. and they're on every day. I don't know how they crank these things out every single. I said, "There's a new episode." Well, she's like, "Oh, there's a bunch of shows." I'm like, how can you watch it every single day? That's Brady in the Super Bowl. Every single year the guy's yeah. there. Like, let's have a break. Let's have something different for a change. Maybe a little Packers. Maybe I would – you know what? 
I would sign for the Cowboys in the Super Bowl right this second. Rather than Brady. Oh, rather than Brady in an instant. I hate the 49ers. I would yeah. rather have the 49ers in the Super Bowl than have Tom Brady there. I would take any team in the NFC over Tom Brady and the Bucks. I would love to see Aaron Rodgers there. And then, and then he'd just leave afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm the sure helmet. they'll just let him walk away. Yep. You know, he'll, he'll just drop the helmet and say, I'm out of here. Right. You know, it, it would be interesting. It will be really, really interesting. Sal's in Brooklyn. Hey, Sal, you're next on 98.7. Good evening, boys. Hoping all is well, man. I love the camaraderie there. Great Thanks, show, boys. Sal. Hey, that, that guy Mike enlightened us, man. I didn't know that. If you throw interceptions, you'd lose yeah. the game. Man, when you're that, a quarterback, there's a lot of interceptions. I, 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 they usually lose. I'm putting that at the top of my list, man. That's <laughs> what I'm going to have to look out for. Hey, you know what? Uh, uh, Larry, you'll get this. I think because Gordon might be a little younger than us. Uh-huh. The GM that they just got rid of, I don't even want to say their names. And the coach, the both of them were perfect for each other because they were like Robert Conrad back in the day. There was a commercial, I dared you to knock this off with an ever-ready <laughs> battery on his yep. shoulder. That's that was right. these dudes, both of them with their attitude, coming in with a high step. I'm like, you guys got to fall back. You're not that good. And they're really not. Uh, new GM coming in. I don't mind this guy Miami just let go of. He's a Xavier grad. He's a Brooklyn dude. You saw the, the team didn't quit on him. What I liked about uh, last year when they just were playing Miami, a meaningless game, a bad call by the ref, and this guy was going nuts on the team that stunk. And I'm like, and the players back him up. When you have players playing for a coach on games that don't mean anything because they know they're playing for film, and for a job the next year, and he has everybody involved in that sense, you know, that's the guy you got to go grab. So we'll, we'll see what the Giants will do. But uh, GM, they can win with Daniel Jones. I'm not saying he's a franchise guy, mm-hmm. but he's an Alex Smith-type guy. When you build a team, and then a quarterback might fall on your lap in a year or two. But for now, he's a guy that's had – now it's going to be his third coach and his fourth offensive coordinator. The kid's got a little talent. It's not like if he's devoid of talent. He could play a little bit, so they're not as bad as everybody's making it, but their their record is what it is, like like Parcell said. You are what you are. But but they could be fixed. And this Gettleman was a joke. I don't know how the Giants let themselves get embarrassed by Gettleman any other guy. Again, I don't even want to say their name. It was just <laughs> sad that a, a franchise of that magnitude, and they're, they're, they're a proud franchise, you let these guys and walk out the door without giving them a pink slip? Yeah. Come on, man. Crazy. No good. Hey, boys, Crazy. always a great job, man. I'm listening all the time. Have a great night. Thank you, Sal. Thanks, Sal. You know, he's right, Gordon. It, 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 it's amazing. It, it is amazing that – no, no, no. Relieved of his duties. Not fired, Gordon. No. Not fired. Relieved of his duties and retirement. Oh. I mean, if I did that bad a job – You wouldn't be on the air. I wouldn't be on the air. For, like, <laughs> never mind, like, hey, let's go to the stadium and take some pi- pictures. You think I want to have a picture of this? Oh, my Lord. I would change my name. I would go off the grid, Larry. I would fake my own death and, and go and, and live somewhere so that nobody knew me. I'd move to some small town in Oregon, drinking well water, you know what I mean? Like complete low, no electricity. I'd have to, you know, reestablish myself after this. Dis- I mean, just a disaster. Can you imagine? I, I just can't imagine coming back, knowing, knowing this your last game. Why would I go to that game? Oh, my Gordon, God. Why would, I even go? why would I even go? Well, in fairness, the audience might have been half of his family because there was nobody else at the game. 
Well, then the, his family, if they were half, if they were half the audience, then they're Redskins fan. I mean, they're watching the football Washington team fans. Fan, yeah, <laughs> I, that's was, what they are. It was pretty. Empty. That's who was there. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty empty. It seemed like there were more people on the sidelines than there were in the stands. That's true. Oof. Yeah. Oh, no question about it. No question about it. I was surprised, and I think when we're all done, guys, with this hiring cycle. I would think that Brian Flores will either be a head coach Agreed. or be be very close to being one. Um, and again, I've been in part of those decisions. No one thought that was going to happen, and I think it's going to change the strategy of more than one team. Mike Tannenbaum talking about Brian Flores, Gordon's former coach. He should be right now. Right now, the Giants should be reaching out to him and say, "Listen." Um, we're still working on trying to get a general manager, but, you know, we're interested. <laughs> so so make sure, you know, we understand you may have opportunities. Reach out to his agent, Gordon, and have some kind of idea, you know. You know, we, we're interested. We're definitely interested. But how is this happening? Why is he available? How is he not back in Miami for next year? Well, here's the thing, Larry, and a lot of people yesterday reached out to me when the news happened. And look, uh, you know me, not not much at this point in my age, not much gets me to say wow out loud. When that tweet came across, I literally by myself sipping my coffee in the morning, I said, wow, Mm. wow. Uh, And here's the explanation, because a lot of people were asking me, you know, how why would they do this? This is a bad move, Gordon. Why did they do this? He's a good coach. It's a lot less surprising when you realize the people, and I mean the owner of the Miami Dolphins, is a stone-cold bobo. He does not know what he's doing. He has never known what he's doing. He is lost. He couldn't find a clue with two hands and a map. Now, he's a real-life genius. What he is, The empire that he has built, his name, he is, his name is, sits on the business school at Michigan University. The University of Michigan, the business school is named there. I'm not sure he paid for that, but still, he's got enough money to make that happen. So mm-hmm. he's a real-life genius. He is an NFL stone-cold bobo. He is an idiot. They will never have any success as long as he's the owner. They have not had any success since he's been the owner. And whoever they find there, I have sympathy for them. And the best thing that happened to Brian Flores is getting away from the Miami Dolphins organization. Wow. That's crazy. And, and did this stem, because there were conversations going, did this really stem from the GM? Didn't like him because was at odds with Flores because he, he picked the court? He, I mean, Flores didn't want to. Is that true? Well, you know, there's a lot of back and forth there about, okay. oh, I didn't want this. I can just tell you the relationship that Flores, and the way that Flores went about um, – mentoring and bringing along Tua, it did not. It does not really seem from jump, from right away, that he was ever really sold on Tua. Now, maybe he was on board at the draft. I'm sure he had a say. Tua, to me, always seemed like an owner decision, the, the one that the owner had a hand in because Tua will sell tickets. He's you know He was the bigger box office guy coming from Alabama and the smile and all those type of things. Um, the, the, the main criticism, there's two criticisms I would have one, which you hear. And then the other one, which I think is fair. Okay. He was ne- wherever he goes next, they have to do a better job of finding him someone to run the offense. He's a defensive guy. He's a brilliant defensive guy, 
but there was always turnover with the offensive coaching staff, and it didn't seem like he was ever able to convince somebody to go to Miami and be his offensive coordinator. They had Chan Gailey for a year. Um, they were always kind of bouncing around. They never really had a good offensive staff. So that's one area that wherever he goes next, they have to, he has to uh, improve on. The criticism that you hear now is that he didn't get along with people in the Dolphins. He was tough to live with. He was tough mm-hmm. to get along with. And my response to that is, he's a football coach. <laughs> like, do you know a lot of football, like hard-driving football coaches who are going through, have not made the playoffs in three years, do you think that they're going to be in good moods? Do you think Bill Parcells was an easy guy to get along with? No. Do you mm-hmm. think that, you know, like Jim Harbaugh is everybody's number one choice. Do you think Jim Harbaugh is an easy guy to get along with? No. Right. He's a football coach. So I would rather have a football coach who can coach football, and you talk about a leader of men. Brian Flores is a leader of men. And I was skeptical when he got hired. I was not, you know, I'm not some fanboy. I'm always skeptical of everything the Dolphins do because they're owned by a stone-cold bobo. Um, But Flores impressed me. He did the job. He did a very good job down there. The first year, obviously, they were kind of rebuilding and tanking and not trying to win games, and they still managed to win five games. Uh, last year, won 10 games, didn't make the playoffs. This year at 1-7, and seven, they, they were able – their team never cashed it in, and they could yeah. have easily cashed it in at 1-7. and seven. So, yes, they beat a bunch of bad teams to kind of get their record back up there, and then they got exposed by the Titans. But, no, Brian Flores would coach, and the Giants could do a whole lot better. I'll say this. If Brian Flores is named the next head coach of the Giants, they will not be changing head coaches two years from now. Wow. I got you. I have a lot of respect for him watching him on the outside. A lot of respect for him, Gordon. He's He could be in the right situation. He could be the one guy that breaks the Belichick jinx of the coaching tree. He well, could be I, that guy. I, you know, for a guy who won eight of his last nine games and wrapped up the season sweeping the Patriots, uh, it's kind of hard to believe. Oh, if there was only one organization, if you told me only one organization could be stupid enough to do that, <laughs> it's the one that I, uh, that I unfortunately uh, decided to pick. In uh, 1982, Larry, it's, uh, it's uh, been one of the great mistakes of my life. And at this point, that relationship to me, it's, um, it's something you never have somebody in your life that they're just so toxic. You kind of kind of have to put them on shelf and let them figure things out on their own. And you can't be yeah. involved in the day to day. That's how I feel about the Dolphins at this point. And what, you know, year did you, what year did you become a fan? 82. Yeah, well, listen, that wasn't bad. <laughs> no, they were good. They went to the bad. Super Bowl that year, lost to Washington. Two Lo years Marino, later, obviously, Lo in Marino. That's yep. not bad. No, that's absolutely. not bad. Yeah. Unfortunately, my, when I was 13, those were the glory days, Larry. <laughs> well, <laughs> listen, the glory days, they come and go very fast. Hey, Gordon, even Dan Marino didn't think that was the only Super Bowl he was going to be in. No. So you were okay. Uh, no. Uh, it's been, it's been, they have been in the wilderness, and they are no closer to anything. They are no closer to anything because that, the, the guy who owns the team right now you know, there's certain situations that you're just never going to be able to overcome. He mm-hmm. is one of those situations. So back to the phones. Charlie's in Elmhurst. He's next on 987. Hey, Charlie. Hey, Larry and Gordon. So, uh, hallelujah. Uh, I mean, recovering from my health uh, problems. I even mentioned Jake and everything, but. Hope you're okay. Uh, Glad you're better. Oh, yeah. I'm feeling much better. Of course, this news made me. Much better, <laughs> except for the, the dopey press release that that fraudulent, that j- joke of a fraud, quote unquote retired. He deserves a fire on the next disasters. But anyway, uh, the head coach is an, was an absolute. Uh, you know, you know what? I mean, I would like to say more nasty no, words. No, that's okay. Him, we got it. 
an FCC airway, but he was an, uh, that fourth, third down with a sneak was enough. Top and probably go down the top five, top five, and fat Giants embarrassing moments, and he was an absolute joke. I mean, the, if they keep keep kept them, I would like probably not be rooting for this team. But luckily, the Miss John Mara, as much like I. People scrutinize him, which I I, I I criticize him as well. This this is clean house need to happen because you don't want the disjointed organization. Absolutely or, right, Charlie. I'm up against uh, the clock. Got to run, my friend. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety eight point seven ESPN.